if a person is not experiencing the type of joy or blessings that they want to be experiencing, the answer is move, do, do and do more and do more because both spiritually and physically, it is that movement that enables the flow of light, the flow of blessings, the flow of joy. My eyes are still watering from our, our staring contest. Take a deep breath. That I won. No deep breath. I know. Hello. Welcome to Spiritually Hungry. We started? Yeah. Okay. We started a long time ago. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Summer episode shorts. <laughs> Today, I want to ask a question. And I hope you can really give some thought to your answer. Me or our listeners? Everybody. Okay. Are you living your soul's potential? You're like, yeah. Right? That's your answer? Well, no, I think the reality is that our soul's potential is much greater, endlessly greater than even we're, even those of us who are endeavoring to, to maximize our days and our life. The true potential of our soul is so much greater than that. It's probably the biggest mistake that most people make, yeah. is underestimating really who they can be, what they can do. And because of that, we, we limit what we do. So we can only see things from where we're at. So it's hard to envision the enormity of our potential from our limited view, although we think that's the entire view. And I think that that's the state most people are in, because as much as, you know, of course, I think any of our listeners would say, no, I'm not living to my potential, but I really desire to. But even desire is not enough because we don't fully see. You can't, if you can't see something, you can't really actualize it. Right. And, that, and, and I don't think it's possible. We have to come from the understanding that I cannot possibly know my potential. It's just impossible. Because, like you said, we can only know where we're at. And even if we, we expand where we are tenfold, a hundredfold, it's still not a true vision of who we are. So the way I go about it is not by saying, oh, I need to know who I can be before I can start being that, or at least being on the path towards that. I just start off with one clear understanding. What I came to this world to do is endlessly greater than what I'm currently doing. And once you truly accept that and think about this every single day, I think the next step is then you have to do. You have to do. Not perfect, not the ultimate way you want, but whatever it is that you, if you're writing a book, if you're helping out somebody else, if you're whatever that is, do, do. By doing, Take you action. mean do action. more than you think you, you're capable or that is possible to do. Yeah. Because it's not only in the doing, it's about doing things that you think are beyond your reach. Like, I don't also even, the, the thing that for me, it's, I ask the creator every day, I don't want to be spiritually hungry, I want to be spiritually ravenous. I want so should to, we change the name of the podcast? Yes, I think we should. That would be such a bad move. <laughs> Look horrible on t-shirts and hats. Virtually ravenous? Yes. But that's really, that's the conversation I have with myself daily. So sometimes, I mean, I think the, the difference is with who I was before and who I keep trying to be. Before I would come down on myself, like, oh, you've only done this. And instead of being negative about it or judging myself, it's that you're doing great. Yes. But I desire so, so much more. Exactly. And, and that's, and, and a, that's big a big shift. And that's for a me. very important point, right? I think, and I've had this conversation with many people where they, where this thought leads them to, I don't want to say sadness or depression, but it can lead to, a, oh my God, 
what I need to do, what my soul has potential to do, is so much greater than what I'm doing, so let me just feel bad about it. Or they don't even know how to get out of that. Right. Like, just stay stuck in and that. That's, and you want to banish that thought. The thought is, you are doing great things. You might even be doing amazing things. All that being said, know that what you actually can do is so much greater. Whenever I, I often, whenever I give a blessing to somebody on their birthday, especially to people who are accomplished, who have done many important and great things in this world, I say, my blessing for you is that what you do in the next year makes everything you've done until now nothing. Now, it doesn't mean that what you did was nothing. It just means that when you go higher, you realize that what you thought was an amazing accomplishment last year, or the year before that, or the year before that, was not really even close to what your potential is. So I think it's really that duality, in, and I've spoken about this also, that the duality of thought. On the one hand, who I am, what I am, where I am right now is perfect. On the other hand, my desire and understanding of who I am meant to be is endlessly, endlessly greater than who I am now. And it's far from who you are now. Right. The Rav once wrote, the Rav, your father, there's more power... It's his birthday today. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I wanted to quote him. There's more power in the seed than there is in the entire tree, but the power of the seed is potential, while that of the tree is already manifested. So to me, that means no matter how far we come and how deeply we've transformed, there's always another place to grow to. And I think, again, the mistake we make is that we we forget or we don't realize that where we are right now is just in the middle of the process. And we think this is it, right? We think that this is life or this is everything and it's not. It's just like you're just in the middle of a path and there's so much for Absolutely. And it's such a profound, I think that's such a beautiful and profound teaching from, from the Rav, from my father. And, and, and what that means, like you said, first of all, to know that, imagine, right, if a person looks at, you know, an oak tree that over the next hundred years is going to be you know, 50 feet, and he or she looks at this little seedling or, you know, sort of, this, you know, the five-foot oak tree and says, says, one can say, oh, this is all that there is, or one can say, oh, poor little tree, rather than this, the real consciousness is, it's done amazing so far. Yes, it's only two feet tall, three feet tall, but we know the seed of it, the seed of it is a potential to be 50 feet and beautiful, powerful tree. But you need to plant it. You need to invest in it. You need to nurture but it. Also, you need to water it. You but also, to it. and this is, I think, I think the duality of, of thought of consciousness is, is, is while it's, what is, the, what is the tree thinking? When the tree is too foot tall, it's very sad, not satisfied, it's not a good word. It's very happy with what it's accomplished so far, but it also has a deep and, 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 and uh, abiding connection to its seed. It knows what its potential is. So it's not stopping at three feet, and it's not stopping at five, and not 20, and it doesn't and fight nature. It keeps going as it's meant to go and grow. So, so that's why I think that, that teaching is so beautiful, is that that's the message for us. If you're a tree in the, in the process of growing, first of all, don't be upset with where you are. That's part, of, you're in the middle, not maybe just the beginning of the process. But also, and this is maybe the important part, don't relinquish your connection to your seed. Your seed is endlessly more powerful and greater than where you are now. So you have to keep pushing. Unlike the tree, which will naturally grow, because it's, again, for many reasons, it's more deeply connected to the, to the light of the Creator. We have to push for that growth. That's interesting also, because if, for instance, I went and got a bunch of seeds and say, okay, this is a seed that's an oak tree. And I, I understand the potential of that tree. I can see it fully, right? So I expect it to happen. I have certainty that fully it's going to grow unless something strikes it as a disease or whatever, right? 
if you have a seed for an apple tree, you understand that you'll be able to enjoy the fruits of it and you know when it's going to be ripe and when not and the seasons and you expect for the tree to change and you, you understand it. Again, you anticipate all of the changes that's going to occur through the lifetime of that tree and also its ultimate potential. Unfortunately for ourselves, you haven't seen the Monica tree yet. <laughs> we, we don't know what the seed is, right? Well, you know what the seed. Well, you can you can you can hope to know. The only way to really know and get those cues more and more is when you're living life the way you're meant to. With constantly, you're looking for that connection to the Creator. Constantly, you're awakening that consciousness for yourself. If not, for it, it's hopeless. But even with that, it's something you have to fight for every day. Because yeah, the Monica tree. I mean, I seek to understand that every day so that I can grow it, me. It's a beautiful tree. To what I meant, <laughs> you're sweet. <laughs> but it makes me a little emotional because most people don't ever really look at like, what is my seed? Who am I meant to be and manifest? And, and holding that driver, right? If I understand that, and this is what we're saying, that the version of me that exists today came from a much more powerful seed than this. And that should be what drives us. Which, which is I like Monica seed. Maybe I should write a little Monica cute story. Oh, Monica the seed. Tree. The Monica seed. The, Monica the tree. seed that Monica was <laughs> is is. Kabbalists teach one of the reasons why we fall so short is one word, and that word is, and it's used many times in the in the Bible, many times in the ancient writings. Today, today, Whenever, today, whenever Moses speaks about a person's or our individual and collective tasks, he always underscores today. What does that mean? So the Kabbalist has many understandings and teachings, but one of them is the fact that one of the greatest reasons why we are not becoming the great tree that we're meant to be is because we think about yesterday and tomorrow. So, yeah, I need to do this, but I'll do it tomorrow. Or, I really would like to get to this today, but I'm really upset about what happened yesterday. So yesterday and tomorrow steal my work from today. Again, this is very difficult to do, but this is the ultimate state of consciousness of life. If you really live today with the consciousness that there is, there was no yesterday, and I have no idea that there's a tomorrow, there is just, but really just today, then I can't put off doing important things for tomorrow. I can't be lazy today because tomorrow I'll have more energy and so on and so forth. So. I think when you really, and this is for our listeners, this is not a consciousness that you know you hear a podcast. Oh, okay, I'm a change person. Right? The, the, we're talking about really fundamental and extremely, extremely important shifts in consciousness that have to be worked on every day. But first, we said, know your great seed. Know that the tree that you are right now is a small version of the potential tree you will become, and therefore, action, action. And fourth, today. Forget about yesterday. I don't know anything about tomorrow, but I know that I'm here now, today, and go crazy with today. And I think the only way, and this is a sad reality, the reason why so many people can come to the end of their lives and not become the great soul or the great tree that they're meant to be is because they lived yesterday and tomorrow and not single focus on today. Yeah, it's a very powerful consciousness yeah. to keep. And again, by, by the way, it's hard to keep, I, even for myself. I, I, every day I try to remind myself of this, but it's not easy to do. You know, the mind will go, oh, what about yesterday? Oh, what about tomorrow? Oh. 
and then there's regret and then there's loops that you go through and people can waste a whole life like that um you jumped into a lot of things like action and i want to unpack some things but before we get to all the things you just fast forwarded to i want to talk about what potential is from a scientific perspective so i want to explain potential energy using a river as a metaphor Rivers are all kinetic energy, and that is the water's in constant motion. All the droplets of water are active as they flow, they fall, they slide over rocks and mud. When a river is dammed, the motion stops, and that energy becomes potential energy. It's essentially waiting for an opening so it can flow again. Our lives are rivers, channels of energy and the light of the creator. As we grow to adulthood, it's our responsibility to release our potential. Essentially, we need to find where our energy is, meaning our skills, our gifts, our talents, and where they're not flowing and create an opening and let the river flow again. So I really love that that metaphor because you can visualize it, right? And so often we come into the world and we're flowing, we're flowing, and then we get stuck somewhere. Maybe there's like a wood that's blocking or whatever it is, and we we stay in that space. And we don't realize that actually it's up to us to go back, to connect to, to our life force and to allow what is naturally supposed to occur for us. And I think that metaphor is really beautiful. Was that something you wrote previously? I can tell you all my secrets. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell me afterwards. I'm really intrigued. Very beautiful. Uh, and I think it's also important to remind ourselves what happens to water when it becomes stagnant. It becomes foul. Exactly. And, and when we talk about it, and the reason it's so important to talk about action and or movement is if you look at nature, Nature is always in movement. The sun, the moon, the trees, the waters, because that's the only way life continues to grow. And I think, like you said, too often we get stuck in something. We don't, we think, well, okay, it's it's not going, again, I'll do it tomorrow, or maybe I'll just never be able to do it, and so on and so forth. The reality of a life that is blessed, or a life that is manifesting its potential, is a life that is in movement, is a life that is flowing. And that's the thing. I, I think that often we get stuck in how we feel about, as you said, yesterday, tomorrow. And one of the pieces of advice I give to everybody who I meet with who finds themselves stuck in any of their lives is to look at their emotions as indicators. Because I think often we want to just feel good in life, right? To only experience good things. And of course, I want that for everybody. But our negative feelings also have a purpose. So if you feel sad or you feel unmotivated, so it, that's your soul trying to tell you something. Look at it. Recognize what it's, what's really behind the emotion and then do something about it, right? That's how we get the river moving again. Absolutely. So, you know, one of my favorite animation films is Inside Out. And there's all of different feelings that a chi- this child Riley has. It's joy, sadness, disgust, anger, different facets. And joy can't stand sadness like she's always putting a damper on things and she doesn't recognize why that's important until you go to the whole movie and you see that sadness actually held a really important space that that because the child had moments where she felt sad then she had moments of appreciation later right and so often i think we look at all of the things that we think we shouldn't be feeling or we shouldn't be experiencing and we just get we stay in that state and that stops flow yeah, it's so it's interesting, you know. We there's that famous study that was on the blue zones, right? The place where people live the longest, healthiest, all of the world. Yeah. And one of one of the realities in those blue zones is people never retired. They always what kept them al- physically alive was the fact that they had actually something to do. 
And this is to the same point, that spiritually as well, when a person thinks that they're done, that's death, longer or shorter. And in the blue zones, they know, they know the secret that in order for life to continue, certainly in order for life to be blessed, it has to be in constant doing and movement. And every one of us can take that, you know, if a person is not experiencing the type of joy or blessings that they want to be experiencing, the answer is move, do, do and do more and do more. Because both spiritually and physically, it is that movement that enables the flow of light, the flow of blessings, the flow of joy. Well, that's why our souls are in physical bodies. If we're not meant to be doing, doing, our souls can leave the bodies and, and go on somewhere else. And I think when you say, you know, they don't retire in blue zones, it doesn't mean that you have to stay in the job that you've stayed in forever, or the same career. Like, just the point is, keep being curious, keep exploring, keep, keep having a purpose. Right. And, and there should be many throughout your life, not just one. Uh, speaker and creator Steve Gargulio pointed out in his TEDx talk, it's titled The Science of Taking Action, that people tend to be more interested in collecting ideas than acting on them. And that's really true, I think. And if you get a chance, check it out. By but the way, it reminds me of a statement from the sages thousands of years ago. They said that if a person's wisdom is greater than their actions, they have no wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something exhilarating about this idea because as humans, we are idea machines. We're constantly growing new ones. But here's a simple Kabbalistic truth. Without action, an idea is just a thought. We need action to reach our potential and consciousness and continuous action. And it reminds me of your mother, Karen, right? I remember she received a lot of criticism, I think, at a certain stage in her life of, you know, I could have, I could have done what she did or I could have created that. And I always say, well, you could have, but you didn't, right? Karen <laughs> took a lot of far out ideas and she put action behind them, right? So I think that it's it's so easy to say, like you look at that invention, oh yeah, I had that thought or I had that thought. I mean, minimize what other people actualized, right? So again, thought without action is absolutely and it's, it's interesting. not Many enough. of the business books speak about this, but the reality is that the idea is a very small percentage of success. Success is the, is again, is being execution. able to, is the execution of it, absolutely. So, same thing for our soul, right? Like you said, I think it's such an important part because I do, especially in today's world, there's so much knowledge, call it knowledge, information on spirituality and self-help. But unfortunately, I think there's much more knowledge around these topics than there is action around these topics, both collectively and individually. And then there's the one more idea that he adds, Steve Gargolo says, everything that seems hard is just a series of things that are easy. You just have to take the first step. Because I think that's the other way we get in our way. We have fear, then we procrastinate because we're not sure what the outcome will be. And then again, you stay stuck in that same loop and you don't understand why. So the percentage that tasks or projects are hard is a challenge to all of us. The perception that tasks are hard is something that's challenging for all of us, but more for some than others. And for people who have ADHD, it's called task paralysis because procrastination doesn't come close to describing their experience. And I think sometimes people look and say, oh, you know, this is laziness. But actually, it's their way that their mind protects them from feeling overwhelmed. But one of the best tools for them and for all of us is to break the tasks into steps. So when the first thing is, you look at one step, the first step, then everything else seems more doable. So for instance, if I said I want to clean the garage, I don't have a problem with this task I enjoy cleaning, but for most, they'd be overwhelmed. Like, how, I mean, you'd be uninterested, but most people, like, how do I even start? But then if you say, okay, I'm going to just move the biggest objects out, that's one thing. Then already you've now started something. So I think that even in approaching your, your day, right? Today, what do I want to achieve? Instead of it's, you know, something 
that's huge and you don't even know how to start just take one step towards that why are you smiling i just thought you cleaning a garage no i'm slowly slowly catching monkey (laughs) that's what i tell our david all the time so in this summer which is a good opportunity not only just to have thoughts and study but action because we are in the world i think it's important to remember that we are literally a limitless potential but the reason why most of us are living a relatively limited life is because we, first of all we don't understand the power of our seed like we said before but also we're as you often say taking either talk or thought over action if you really live a life of today then you go crazy with action some of them will be successful some of them won't be some of them will bear fruit some of them won't but if you're not having more action than you have thoughts if you're not having more action than you have study then there's no way of achieving the potential of your soul and your power in this world. So we hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it, and that you use this time, especially in the summer, to take action, 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 and living, living today. Stay spiritually hungry.